Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. The Chicago Bears have been toying with us for weeks saying... Maybe they'll draft a quarterback at number one, making us think that maybe they'll hold on to that pick. No more. They're over that song and dance. Adam Schefter is reporting that they're heavily leaning towards now maybe trading away the number one pick because they are happy, in fact, with their current quarterback in Justin Fields. I'm not sure that's shocking to anybody. I think we always thought, Joe, that that was more of a bargaining chip than anything else. And now we know for real that they might be trading that pick. The question is... Who's going to trade with them? Certainly worth exploring. Maybe not too in-depth, but don't ever take options off the table. In life, in business, no matter what it may be, don't get the number one pick if you're the Bears and just say, no, we're good with Fields. Like, Fields hasn't been that good. He's been good, and if you're going to build around him as your franchise guy, I got nothing against that. But you need to explore all the avenues. You need to. Arizona, as poorly as their run, they realized very quickly that Josh Rosen was not the guy, and then they immediately drafted Kyler Murray the next year. Now, that's brought a whole new set of problems, but at least they fixed that original problem. So here we go with the Chicago Bears. If they want to trade, which I believe they do, who are they going to trade with? Well, number one, they need help everywhere. Offensive line, defensive line, those are the priorities. So you can move back and get some guys. Indianapolis at four has got to be a contender for the pick. They can't keep going with old quarterbacks for one year. They've got to go get somebody. The further down you go, Las Vegas at seven could be in play if they don't land Aaron Rodgers. You go down a little bit further, Atlanta at eight. I know they just took Desmond Ritter in like the third round. Eh, I think they still need a quarterback. And then there's Carolina at nine and New Orleans at 10, Tennessee at 11. These are all teams that could be in play. I think any one of those could come up. Indianapolis makes the most sense. It gets you into the one position. You're only coming up from four. It's a position of need. That would be the team I would handicap. The player, that's another question. That's another question. I think it's the Eagles now at 10 via New Orleans, isn't it? Uh, either way, regardless, there's Philly several teams here. Philly traded that pick to New Orleans to in New exchange Orleans. for C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I believe Okay, it was. so there you go. I, I knew it was something with that 10th pick. Either way, there's a bunch of teams here that should be in a quarterback market during a, a draft that there's quarterbacks in this draft. I, I don't know how good of a draft I would really say it is from the quarterback position. I do feel like all of these guys have question marks. There's no, like... Guy that there's no Trevor Lawrence in this draft where it's like, okay, he's obviously number one. You know, there's no Joe Burrow. I mean, even when we're talking about the number one pick, there's a couple different directions that that team could go at number one. The team you didn't mention there is the Seattle Seahawks. I could see a team like that. Like, there's some other teams here that you could see maybe shocking us and trading up a bit more. Is there any other sleeper teams that we're not thinking of? Like a Washington Commanders, they would have to give up a lot to get it done. But is there any other sleeper teams here that we're not thinking of that maybe could get into this mix? First off, let me correct something. Philly is at 10. You were right. I okay, read that that's wrong. that's what I thought. That was a different trade in which Philadelphia ends up with the 10th pick. So they are at 10. New Orleans, not at 10. I think we named Carolina. Another sleeper team coming up that high. 
I'm not sure. Uh, let me throw another another wrench into this mix here. Everybody just assumes, and this plays to your question on whether or not this is a deep draft class or a good draft class for quarterbacks. Remember last year? Last year was a weak class for quarterbacks. This was going to be the year. It's Stroud. It's Young. Then we get here, and now everyone says, well, it's going to be next year. Caleb Williams and Drake May from UNC, those are the guys. This is a weak class. They say that um, the Alabama quarterback, too small. They say the Ohio State quarterback, Eh, C.J. Stroud had one great game against Georgia, but is he really that great? Will Levis from Kentucky two years ago was great. Last year really fell off. Anthony Richardson can't throw the ball all that well just yet. He's a developmental project. Are we convinced Houston at number two is taking a quarterback? Because I think everybody just assumes they need a QB. They're going to go get one. But let me run something by you. D'Amico Ryan's new head coach. That team is devoid of talent on both sides of the ball. They are terrible. They have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. When you draft the franchise quarterback, the clock starts ticking. Who's to say you don't just grab a great defensive player like Will Anderson from Alabama, use the rest of your picks, use free agency to build up the team, have another lousy season, and then go right back to the top of the order next year and get yourself Caleb Williams or Drake May? Are we convinced... Houston at number two is taking a quarterback. I mean, I think the risk you run there is that you don't go right back up to the top because now you're not so, so bad, right? If you address too many of your pieces, I guess that's the concern. I tend to agree with you. Like Houston feels very far away. I mean, it's one reason why that coach there now has what a seven year contract when he negotiated that deal. So it does feel like they probably would be in a position to draft another one next season. If they didn't go ahead and try to hit on that position. It's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know if you sit at number two though if you're not interested in drafting a quarterback if you're Houston like why not trade back then a few spots you know four spots or something and go ahead and compile more picks to address some of those pressing needs Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today the Texans are one of those teams like the Bears like there's so many positions to address that why not trade a little bit back if that's really the cons- if you're not dead set on one of these guys, I think the best thing, unless there's a can't miss, like a Joe Burrow at the top of the draft or a Trevor Lawrence at the top of the draft, when you don't have that situation, trading back is always ideal. Pick up more draft picks, stockpile, not just for this year, next year. Draft picks are extremely valuable. This isn't the NBA where you can have the number one overall pick and still blow it every single year on a guy like Markel Fultz, right? Like that's so much harder to handicap. Second round picks are virtually worthless. Like there's a small handful of guys that go in the second round that actually make contributions. Yes, Draymond. Green, yes, Jokic, everyone's going to point to those guys. Those guys are the exception, not the rule. In the NFL, those first-round picks, second-round picks, third-round picks, they're valuable, Mm -hmm. cheap, young, healthy talent that can come in and contribute right away. I mean, look at the Jets. They nailed it with those picks at corner when they got Sauce Gardner and at wide receiver Garrett Wilson. I mean, those are two, what, top 12 picks, I believe? So I can understand why teams would want to trade back. Bears especially. Bears have so many holes move back, start to address it, build the lines up so you give yourself a chance to not only protect Justin Fields, but at the same time, you've got to be able to get after the opposing quarterbacks. Indy would be the team I would peg to go up. Jim Irsay seems like an aggressive guy. General manager Chris Ballard on the hot seat. This team needs to get something done. They've had way too much talent for too long, and they have underachieved at every turn. They've got to get a quarterback. Now, they might be happy with three of the quarterbacks in this draft class, and if that's the case, they can sit and wait. But if they only like one 
I, I could absolutely see them getting ahead of Houston because remember, in the same division, do you just want to sit back and let Houston possibly take a franchise guy who's going to beat up on you twice a year for the next 10 years? No chance. Like, you've already got Trevor Lawrence to deal with. Do you want to let Houston go ahead and grab a guy, or do you want to get up in front of him and get this thing moving in the right direction? That's an excellent point. I could see Indy doing it. I could see Las Vegas doing it. I could see Seattle doing it. They have the capital to do it, thanks to that Russell Wilson trade. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, New York Jets legend Joe Clayco tells us that one quarterback on the market would ruin the Jets' young locker room. You'll be shocked to hear who he's talking about. One of the best of his generation. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Aaron Rodgers is out of the darkness. We're going to try to give you a little Aaron Rodgers update in just moments. But first, Joe has some more money for you, honey. Let's get to it. Pizza Money Alert. Pizza, pizza. All right. College hoops action tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. Iowa State minus four and a half over West Virginia. This is a situational play, as we like to call it. We're betting on, or shall we say against, the situation that West Virginia is facing tonight. They just played on Saturday on the road. Two days later, they're playing on the road yet again, this time in Ames, Iowa, against the Iowa State Cyclones. Now, they didn't travel back to Morgantown in between, but they're still on the road for two and three nights. And while that might not seem like much in the NHL, in baseball, in the NBA, these are college kids. It's a lot to ask. We just had one of these picks last Monday where we played on West Virginia because they were going against an Oklahoma State team that had played on the road in two of three nights, and West Virginia waxed them. We think they get waxed here Tough spot. Iowa State, far better at home than on the road. The home road splits are outrageous. Pizza money number two, the Cyclones of Iowa State, minus four and a half over West Virginia. Now pay attention. Joe and Amber, Aaron Rodgers watch. 
Oh, another week. Another Aaron Rodgers watch. Joe and Amber is brought to you by Wendy's Two for Six Bucks, the best deal in fast food. So Joe Klecko, the Hall of Fame Jets defensive lineman, was on Greeny earlier, and he spoke about what quarterback would destroy the New York Jets locker room. I just don't see a guy that has the baggage that Aaron Rodgers has in his personal life and how he's treated the Green Bay Packers who have gave him everything there is. I mean, I just don't think it fits with these young guys. You can hurt them as much as help them. You know, you, you compare him to Brady. The idea when Brady went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was to win a Super Bowl. A guy like him is going to uplift people. I just can't see that in Aaron Rodgers. I just can't. It's amazing that we're at a point that Aaron Rodgers is the bad locker room guy. And Joe, you know me. I am a, a bit of an Aaron Rodgers, maybe hater you could accuse me of, a tad, yeah. right? Mm, a little bit. Uh, I've never, though, heard that Aaron Rodgers is a locker room killer in any way. Like, we all make a lot about Aaron Rodgers on the outside looking in. It's more for the things he says to the media, and it's more for what seems to be this need for, you know, attention, right? But I don't know if it's so much inside the locker room. I haven't heard many of those rumblings. It is an interesting idea to me, though, how he would fit a player that is so much older than that Jets team on a roster that is one of the youngest, if not the youngest, in the NFL. So I think there's an interesting point there because I believe you're right. I don't think inside the locker room he's a hated guy who's like tearing apart the fabric of of what makes a team culture great, right? Like Jeff George was known as one of those guys. He was just terrible inside the locker room. And you see this in basketball quite a bit. You don't hear that about Rodgers. But with that established that he's not bad inside the locker room, what Klecko might be getting at is you have a very young Jets team that's trying to find its way. They're trying to take the next step forward. And when you bring in Rodgers, you do bring in a lot of outside attention. You know, he's been in Green Bay his whole career. That's not exactly an aggressive media market. They love the Packers. Everyone there loves the Packers. When they lose, they shake hands with the opponent and they tell him good game. Like, they're very nice people. It's not really the same in New York. That's not to say that people aren't nice. It's just to say that they're quite aggressive when it comes to their football team, especially Jets fans, because they haven't had anything to root for in quite some time. This team is very talented. If Rodgers comes in, there's going to be a lot of media scrutiny, a lot of media attention, and it doesn't just go to him. All of the teammates start getting asked about Aaron Rodgers. They keep getting asked. What do you think about Rodgers? What do you think about this? That could be annoying. At the same time, Rodgers' little quirks might not go over as well. In Green Bay, that's his locker room. He owns that team. Everybody else falls in line because he's the man. In New York, he's not the man. He hasn't proven anything yet. So when he shows up, he better win. He better play at a high level because that's what's expected of him. In Green Bay, if he has an offseason, it's okay. He's delivered so much. With the Jets, it's a fresh start. You have to deliver results immediately. So there's a lot of pressure that would be on him. And in turn, how would he handle it with a new media approach and with the guys in the locker room? Not to say it can't be done. If you're the Jets and you can get him, you absolutely want him. But I do see Klecko's point that there's a lot that comes with Aaron Rodgers. And for the young guys, it's going to be tough to handle at some points. I don't think Aaron Rodgers will do well in that media market. Now, he does like the attention, I think. So I don't think it's that. And certainly we're talking about a guy with three MVPs on his resumes, played at the highest level, who has a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP as well. I don't think he's going to shrink in the number one market in the world. That's not what I'm suggesting. What I don't think he would like about that media market is that Aaron Rodgers has developed this 
you know, fake news. I don't like the media except for Pat McAfee thing over the last couple of years. And he's like leaning heavily into, you know, like everything's fake news and everything. Like I'm above it all. I'm just so much smarter than everybody. I'm so much smarter than the media and just above it all. And (laughs) because of that, you know, he would be in a market with a ton of media scrutiny and he would be in a market with a ton of what I guess he thinks is, you know, fake news or what I I mean, his whole life would be spent then feeling this need to discredit uh, all these, all the smoke around him and all these reports around him because they would exist. Like all the attention would be on Aaron Rodgers if he came to that media market. And I don't know if that's the kind of attention that Aaron Rodgers wants. He wants attention. I don't know if it's that. I feel like that might be too much scrutiny for him. Well, I mean, let's go through some of his career. A couple of years ago, they go to that game. um, It was the neutral site game in Jacksonville against New Orleans because there was a a hurricane situation. So they couldn't play on the road in the traditional game against New Orleans. They get absolutely waxed by the Saints and everyone's all over them. And I don't think that was the famous R-E-L-A-X. That's from years ago. But these moments have happened. Rodgers has told people to calm down. Everything's ended up being fine. And they go on and they win. Like New York's not going to be interested in that. You will be expected to produce from the beginning. You will expect to produce MVP caliber results, lead the team to more wins, and do it with a smile on your face. And at every turn, if they don't like it, they're coming after you. They went after Eli Manning nonstop. The guy delivered two Super Bowls. All he did was work hard and lead and win. And yet they consistently made fun of Eli Manning. They consistently took shots at him. He put a great together, a great career together there. So with Rodgers, early on, you could see... He doesn't like necessarily being criticized. You watch some of these interviews. He doesn't like it when people come at him for certain positions he takes. He does get a little bit banged up about it. It doesn't Mm -hmm. just slide over this cool exterior. Some of that stuff lands. And in New York, they're going to start lobbing grenades at him really early. Now, if he Mm -hmm. produces, everyone loves him, and it wouldn't surprise anybody. But if he doesn't, they're going to come at him, and I wouldn't be surprised if he started to get fed up a little bit quicker rather than later. I mean, nobody produces enough for them not to come at you in New York. That's just how that goes. Like you just mentioned Eli there. And and, and I could argue that the Giants organization would probably bring less scrutiny than maybe the Jets in terms of those fan bases, right? Those fan bases are a bit different there in New York. The Jets fan base is so hungry for any semblance of success. They would be on top of him in every way if he didn't bring immediate success. And the problem is with the Jets is we're talking about a good young team. But young being the key component there, a very, very young team. I don't know if it's the same situation. You heard Klecko say Tom Brady when he joined the Bucs. He's joining the Bucs to win a Super Bowl. I don't know if the Jets are ready to win a Super Bowl. That is such a young team. There may need to be some development there. And I don't know if you bring in the 38-year-old to develop. I would throw this out there as well. We're only looking at it from the negative perspective. Rodgers in a young locker room could be the leader that puts those guys over the top. He's won a Super Bowl. He's got a certain level of gravitas that guys will react to, that guys will respond to. He could take charge of that locker room and lead them to the promised land. It's okay to look at this from a positive perspective as well, believe it or not. That's true. I mean, it's certainly the guys in that locker room aren't going to question Aaron Rodgers. He's practically their father. So there's that. Uh, but he has the success as well. So they're not going to question his authority. He would be able to take command. But because of that, also, everything would fall on him. So if he had a season like he had this past season, it would get real ugly real, real fast. Coming up next here on Joe and Amber, will Damian Lillard ever leave Portland? This is ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dame time last night for the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard put up 71 points last night in a win over the Houston Rockets. Find him on social media at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. So Damian Lillard, 71 over Houston. What's funny about this, Joe, is that he immediately got drug tested because of it. Here's the uh, Blazers guard being asked about that in his presser after the game. What was your reaction when you got drug tested? I mean, honestly, I was like, are y'all serious? Like, I, I did the urine test yesterday, and then they backed it up with the um, the blood draw tonight after the game. That was actually my first time in my career being tested after a game. And then aside from that, they know that I'm scared of needles. So I know I got a lot of tattoos, but when you're doing the blood draw, it's different than, it's different than tattoos. But I was it, – it brought me down from, from here – to the floor all the way until it was done and then once I finished it I was like all right you know I got that out the way so Uh, okay first of all how can you have so many tattoos if you're scared of needles like I guess I do not first of all I'm not scared of needles so I I can't relate to that also I don't have any tattoos so I do not get that reference whatsoever perfect conversation for you then not afraid of needles no tattoos if you if you're scared of needles I just feel like them like being on your skin for hours piercing your skin seems like a bad idea for tats I mean, I do have a couple tattoos, so it's a little bit different the way. I mean, I think maybe it's the process of watching it go into the vein and then draw the blood. Like that, I think is 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 a little bit more terrifying for people. Like that yeah, that concept. Whereas it feels like with with getting a tattoo, it feels like you're just kind of getting scratched the whole time. You're not, but it feels like it, James. Yeah, and you're you're putting the ink like onto your skin. You're not getting something drawn from you. Yeah, that's the so that's the part that freaks me out different yeah. about that probably what, like watching the needle go in said. i always assume like i get blood work done regularly just to make sure your, your boy's up to speed but like that you'll see that needle come out i always just assume like blood's just gonna start squirting everywhere and it doesn't the lady very casually <laughs> pulls it out and puts <laughs> the little swab works. on it puts tape on it like it's no big deal but you know yeah, I mean, I mean, listen, I'm a cancer survivor, so I have had so I've been just poked in, in every single way. And so, I mean, at this point, like, I feel like I could take my own blood. I've had so many needles over the years. So needles, like, don't scare me. That whole experience, I get it's not a fun thing, but it is part of life in the NBA. The CBA does clearly state that a post-game blood draw, that's part of the program for the prevention against performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, It's funny that he was urine-tested the day before and that they still felt the need to draw blood. But, Dame, you put up 71, boss. Like, take it as a compliment. They didn't think you could do it without some help. Let me me go back on something real quick. And this is a bit of a side note, but it's classic classic radio. Do you think there are people who draw their own blood? Is that Uh, possible? uh, Can you do it with one hand? Um... Because you well, yeah, clearly you cannot use one of I the could. arms. You're not going to be able to use one of the arms. So you're going to have to. They're used to getting poked. I could easily do it. 
Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, that. I wouldn't do it. I'm not suggesting it seems like a good time. We're not advocating it. for it. It's We're just if you had to. For any of this. If your but life if depended on your ability to draw blood to see what your cholesterol levels were, would you be able to draw said blood by this yourself? Triple H, say ESPN. Way too much information for the radio, but I mean, I have given myself many a shots. Many a shot. Shots, so not drawn gangster. blood, though. I've never drawn my own blood. Yeah, but those I'm are two gangster. very different give things. Myself shot. It's not very different. Giving yourself shots is still giving yourself shots. It's shooting something into you. And also, some oh of the shots God. I've James, given myself. Oh, my God. James, are you hearing this? Burn like crazy. I, I have given to, myself many a shot. I had to get up and, and take a while. I can't do uh, too much blood talk for me, I think. Oh, my God. You're going to pass out on this, James? All right. You, you can beat it then. But the, the idea that, that giving yourself a shot, which only requires one hand, okay. is the same thing as drawing blood which clearly requires two hands means that they have almost nothing in common I nothing just because just because it's it's it <laughs> how can you not agree it's math it's two hands versus one hand either way it's the pain that i think you're concerned about right and so giving yourself a shot is still no. a gangster move if you can get through it particularly you know if you're about to give yourself a shot that you know is going to hurt like heck which i've been All there right. i i i again I drew this. I drew this. I, the, we we just intended. went way off the rails. Way Dame off Lillard. the rails. Fantastic Damian performance Lillard. last so night. Right. Yes. So here's where I was going with this. Thank you. Let's Damian, move on. Damian Lillard. Before James passes out on us, I can only imagine uh, what you were like when your when your lovely wife was was giving birth to all your children. <laughs> uh, so Damian Lillard, he puts up 71 last night. Obviously, he's with the Portland Trailblazers. His career is so funny to me because he's a player that I feel like we all want to see in a different uniform. Like we want to see Dame time, actually Dame time in championships. And he's not going to be in that position with the trailblazers. And because of that, I feel like we all want to see him do something else, which is the complete opposite of what we all pretend that we want to see with all these superstars. It's one of the reasons that I don't go down this path of these guys need to stay where they are because it's only cute when you're actually winning. Like, it's only cute that Giannis stays in Milwaukee because he wins a championship. If it's Damian Lillard all of a sudden, it gets not cute. We're like, yo, get out of there. If it's Bradley Beal or any of these other guys over the years that seem stuck somewhere, you're like, yo, get out of there. We want to see you play in a different uniform. It's only cute when it works. That's why these guys shouldn't listen to anything we say. They should do what they want because it's never enough, really, unless there's rings involved. I think it's awesome that Lillard has made a career with the Portland Trailblazers, much like Steph has made a career with the Golden State Warriors. And to your point, you're right. You're right. When they're winning, it makes it very, very easy. It makes it very, very obvious. I love the fact, though, that there are guys that have that. I don't even know if it's loyalty. It might be loyalty, but just the idea that a team drafted them, they're happy there, they're going to stay there, they're going to try to win with that team. I like it. I'm not saying everyone in the sport needs to do it. I like variety as well. I think guys like Durant and Irving keep things interesting. Uh, It gives us something to talk about, but I also appreciate the guys like Lillard. The best part about Lillard is that if he finally decided he wanted out of Portland, there is not a soul on earth who could criticize him. He's given them everything. He's given them time, which is the most precious of all commodities. He's given them production. He's given them leadership. He's given back to the community. He has been a star, a rock star in every sense of the word. He has given them time to build around him with multiple GMs, multiple coaches, multiple co-stars. If it can't get done, it can't get done. And if he eventually decides to say, you know what? It's time to go our separate ways. I really want to compete for a championship and that can't happen here. Bravo. Who, can, who amongst us 
could possibly complain. So I love the way the guy's gone about his career. I think he's one of the best in the business. I think he gets routinely overlooked because he's playing in Portland and people on the East Coast rarely stay up late enough to watch him play. But when it comes to Lillard, there's nothing to criticize in my opinion. I love the way the guy handles his business. I think that's the frustration for us over here, right? Like I didn't see him put up 71. I wish I had. Dame time's incredible to watch when he's on fire. Uh, But you're right. It's a team that doesn't get the same amount of eyeballs and he has spent his best years there, period. Even if he was to leave one day he is 32 years old he has spent the best years of his career the height of his career with the Portland Trailblazers I respect it I respect a guy who can say you know for for whatever reason I really like living in Portland my kids love it here my family's really happy here you know I this is a good life to me why would I go anywhere else I respect the heck out of that I just as a basketball fan would like to see him in a different uniform and it's just funny because typically we insult the guys like the LeBrons of the world that we do see in multiple uniforms in their career and it just goes to show frankly there's really no right way to do this you're never really winning everybody over there's always going to be reasons to be critical so these guys just have to stay true to themselves where would you want to see him play it's somewhere where he, I could see him really compete for championships. So and like somewhere he would where have, I would say, see him personally he has more to, often. Say Boston. Say he yeah. could go to Boston. That'd be incredible to watch. Let's do it. Let's get yeah. him on the East Coast. But the thing is, if we if we if he goes to a place like Boston, which is a legitimate chance to win, wouldn't right. we suddenly be sitting there saying, "Oh, here we go again"? Just like Kevin Durant couldn't get it done on your own. Now you're going to go join the super team. He's going to take I that heat. Uh, I don't think so. Does Damian Lillard have that? Like, Damian Lillard is really good and really exciting. He ain't KD. You know, I think Kevin Durant gets a lot of that because he's Kevin Durant. Like, Kevin Durant is one of the best offensive players of all time. You can Like, Kevin Durant is all-time conversation. And it's not amounting to it necessarily in the rings category. That's why he gets all that smoke. I don't know if Damian Lillard's that, right? Uh, I'm sorry. I almost have to interrupt. There are a lot of individuals calling us that want to talk about it's blood. It's bizarre how many phone yeah. calls we're getting about blood. Like yeah. we are no, just great. blowing up about blood. It's it's a very uh, apparently it's a subject that rates. We just found. Ever. I mean, we just found something. We just hit on something here at ESPN Radio. You are welcome, bosses. Monday Roundup is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We thought you guys were here for sports. Apparently. You're here for blood. I'm not sure anybody had tried that out, though, all these years on ESPN Radio. We will be getting to your phone calls next. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. James writes on my screen, please stop talking about blood, though. Nope, going to keep talking about it. Your calls next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Triple eight, say ESPN. That's how you join the conversation. 888-729-3776. Help people in areas affected by the Turkey earthquake, including Turkey and Syria. Please visit redcross.org slash ESPN. That is redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond. Before we get to your calls, we'll play a little caller roulette in just moments. But before we do that, Joe's got the betting advice for you one more time. Let's hop to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. College Hoops tips off in about 14 minutes. Oklahoma State at home, plus one over Baylor. Hold your nose on this one. If you're weak, like our producer James, you mentioned blood, he goes running out of the room. You probably don't want to make this bet. It's similar to that. Okie State has not been good. I believe they've lost four in a row. They're jammed up right now. Baylor is coming off a huge win. 
Huge win against Texas, but that's what I think the handicap is. I think Baylor's off that big win. Now they got to turn around two days later, go on the road to Oklahoma State against a hungry, hungry, desperate Cowboys team, and they might be a little flat. I think that Baylor team could be flat. They could get caught off guard. Final pizza money of the night, Oklahoma State plus one over Baylor. 13 black odds, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play. Call a roulette with Joe and Amber. Triple H say ESPN. Lots of sports on the call in line. Also, lots of blood talk, much to the chagrin of James Steele. My favorite thing about learning that James Steele is scared off by a little blood uh, is that James Steele spent many years in the Air Force. And like I thought was this badass dude. And I have come to find out. Not so much. Yeah. Not even oh. not even like a drop Whoa, of blood. We're just talking about blood. I am I am uh I am weak. <laughs> that's that's that seems obvious. Let's spin the wheel. Zach. Zach is in James's neck of the woods. Zach is in Connecticut. Zach, what do you have for us? Hey Amber Joe. So I actually I worked for Quest Diagnostics for five years and I currently work at the lab in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And to answer your question, you can draw your own blood. You would just have to use a butterfly needle, the one that has the wings and the string, because that, that needle allows you to use your other hand to, to do the rest of the work when you are drawing the blood. And to Damien's point, I am covered in tattoos, and I hate getting my blood drawn. That's the one thing that bothers me the most. I don't mind drawing other people's blood, but when it comes to getting mine done, I can't, I can't, I can't look at it. I just can't. That is, thanks for the call. That is fascinating that you can spend your entire day drawing blood from people and that you yourself would be bothered by your own blood being drawn, but you've got tats. Uh, Just so everybody knows, James Steele did quite literally walk out of the production room during that call when that caller was describing the butterfly needle you would need to use. (laughs) How do you get into that line of work? If you hate needles, it, I, one would assume well, that you would go into needles. a career path. Yes, he doesn't like getting his blood drawn. On himself, right. So why would you want to be around blood all day drawing other people's blood? That like, I can't explain. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm allergic to shellfish. I hate seafood, but I fish for a living. I'm on the deadliest catch. It's like, wait a minute. Why would well, you do that maybe. if you hate it? I don't know. I, I, I've always been like a very healthy eater, right? So I'm not a donut kind of gal. I used to work at a Dunkin' Donuts in, in high school. I never Jesus. had a single donut oh the God. whole time I worked there. And actually, I felt like it was a match made in heaven because I'm not eating the product. Why did Same you thing? pick that place to work if you're, a, if you're health conscious? I always worked at ice cream shops, donut shops. Why? TCBY, Baskin Robbins, Dunkin' Donuts. I don't Why? Know. I guess I was testing my resolve. I have no idea. That's just oh my how god, my that's life, so odd. That's just where my life went, Joe. I is this really how can't everyone is? My life choices. Is, am I the only person who pursued a path of something they enjoyed? Did everyone else? Does everyone else just choose to do things that they hate? Yeah, is that what this job is? I, got. I liked it. I liked those jobs. I waited tables. I hate I this right now. This. So but uh, James, yeah, James Steele hates this. He hates his job right now. I uh, can't stand his job. Let's go ahead and spin the wheel. Jeremy, Jeremy is in Kentucky. Jeremy, what do you have for us? Well, good evening, good evening. So I'll be honest. Uh, so I'm in, I'm in the army. 
we get our blood drawn all the time. So I'm a chemical soldier. We get exposed to live chemical agent. We're doing training in Canada. We go to the CDTF. I get a blood draw every three months, every single quarter, to make sure my acetylcholinesterase levels are good, right? And so I went to I went to you know class to be a combat lifesaver. I've drawn blood. I can't even fathom putting the little temporary tourniquet on your arm, like by yourself. Just find somebody, find somebody to draw your blood. I can teach almost anyone off the street in a couple of minutes if I really need it. I'm not going to stick myself. That makes no sense. Well, there you have it. Jeremy is a is, is, sounds like a badass, much more of one than James Steele because he does, uh, he, you know, not pass out at the conversation of blood. Um, so that's good that there's some of those people in our armed forces uh, that can handle the at least the conversation of blood. I'm, I'm not interested in calls like that. I want the freak shows. <laughs> I want the freak shows like you who are like, yeah, I'm really healthy. I've only ever worked at ice cream shops and Dunkin Donuts. It's like, no, 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 no. You should be working at Whole Foods, someplace like that, something where that aligns with your interests. Um, anyone calling up like that last gentleman, way, way too organized, way too rational. I, I don't want it. that. I want the freak shows. Who's the next freak show we can put on? Triple H, say ESPN. That's the number. Let's spin the wheel. All right, I'm tired of James Steele running out of the production room about to pass out. So I'm going to do some non-blood for a minute. Let's go back to sports. Dez is in Raleigh. Dez, thanks for the call. What do you have for us tonight? Uh, so I want to touch base on this Houston-Texas situation. Um, what do you guys think about them picking up Carson Wentz? Um, maybe dealing that number two spot, get a couple picks, get a couple guys on defense, maybe even draft Zay Flowers for Carson Wentz. What do you think about that? So, does and thanks for the call. I was saying earlier that I feel like Houston is one of those teams that has so many needs that they don't necessarily, and Joe was echoing this as well, they don't necessarily need to hit on the quarterback this season because they're not winning Super Bowls anyways this season, no matter who they draft at that number two spot. They have so many needs that I could see a world in which they trade back a few spots to pick up more picks to address more of those needs, Joe. Wentz is a good pickup if you're looking to lose games this year so you can draft Caleb Williams or Drake May next season. Is he that that bad? Like, I don't know. Amber, he's going to be on his fourth team in four years. Or do good quarterbacks play for four teams in four years? That's true, but I, I, yes. I guess I feel like with Wentz, like I, sh- I heard Field Yates say it. I think it was Field who said, uh, you know, like the Dolphins maybe should look at Wentz, not obviously as a starter, but as a backup to two. I could see something like that coming. And if you are a Carson Wentz, and man, I shudder, it, it doesn't excite me much as a, as a Dolphins fan, but if you're a Carson Wentz, you could be looking at that situation and go, that's a good backup role for me because I'll probably get some playing time because there's durability concerns there. Yeah, Miami would make some sense, but I mean, then you're back in the bridge water situation you're bringing in an injured quarterback to replace another injured quarterback like Miami's only goal should be who's an individual that can stay healthy because that's the number one priority when Tua goes down because he's gonna go down bringing in Wentz he'll just go in the game and he'll get hurt too now that's mostly me just tongue-in-cheek trying to make a joke but that's not a bad spot for him that's the type of place he needs to go to rejuvenate his career he needs to be a backup and hope he can get an opportunity to show what he's made of anywhere he's starting that's not going to be a good franchise well and and somewhere like that too the pressure's not on him because Tua is supposed to be the future and I don't see a scenario where they're looking to Wentz to be the future. So even if all you're doing is trying to build your resume for your next spot. So when you get that playing time, you still don't feel the same amount of pressure because 
you're not actually trying to replace the guy in front of you. Maybe that helps him revitalize his career. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.